We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. And now, the latest on the Kansas Jayhawks. All right, folks, welcome back. Another episode of A No Seeds Podcast. Before we get into it, as always, we're going to talk about Emprise Bank. You can open an account with Emprise in less than five minutes. The savings just start there, though. Emprise is a trusted partner with a variety of products and services to help you achieve your goals. Don't be tethered to a brick building. Start a meaningful relationship with a bank that has your best in mind. So shout out Emprise as always, but uh, we got to get into, I mean, we're, we're a week off. One of our biggest episodes ever, one that, I mean, people are still still pumped about, but it's it's very funny. We spent four years trying to get Devontae Grant on this pod, and here we are. He's back for a part two the second time in like six days. He just had that much fun. Um, we're pumped to have you back. We, uh, we, we, we're going to try and get into some more fun, maybe like behind-the-scenes stories if we can today, so... Uh, yeah, how you been, Devonte? What was the uh, reaction to you being on the pod? Did did you enjoy it? Was it, uh, you know, clearly you don't hate us because you're back. No, yeah, definitely enjoying it, man. For sure. Part two, uh, of course, I wanted to, you know, whatever y'all wanted to talk about was cool. You know, I had to go to a little dinner last week, so I had to kind of cut it short. But was enjoying myself, so just came back. Yeah. So, so we talked a little bit previously, um, just. Maybe about stories or just anything I guess fans wouldn't know about you. And you mentioned potentially transferring your freshman year at KU, which is wild to think about after you became one of the most loved Jayhawks ever and so successful at KU. So can you kind of touch on that a little bit? Uh, it's kind of funny. It's uh, I think I told this story one time at like uh, one of the fantasy camps we had, uh, where like all the older guys come back and. You know, they live out the KU trains and they go to Coach Self, stuff like that. So we was at Coach Self house and I was just thinking, they asked me, do I have a funny story? I told them, like, I thought about transferring one time. We had to do boot camp and we had the Marines come. So all of this ties into all that, me being the leader and this and that and the third. But long story short, we had to do, we had to be at the pool at four, like 4.15 in the morning. Bro, we were in the pool from like 4.30 to like 
just doing different marine activities. I had to be a leader and jump in the pool at the same time, get out, do push-ups, sit-ups at the same time. If one person was off beat, on track, they had to start all the way over. And to end it, everybody had to get in the pool 15 feet of water. Mind you, everybody couldn't swim. So you got guys like Jamari Trailer, Cliff Alexander, Wayne Spook, everybody who's six, seven and above 245 pounds can't swim. But we have to be off the edge. And I remember like him partnering people up and Coach Self, um, he put me and Tyler with Cliff, like biggest guy out there. But he had put Tyler first. So I was just thinking to myself, I was just like, yo, if he don't care about his own son's life, <laughs> he definitely don't care about me. I got to get out of here. I can't. <laughs> Cliff is by the way. And then like two people later, and you got to put me with Cliff. So me and Tyler had to hold Cliff up in 15 feet of water. <laughs> Cliff ends up almost drowning me. And I mean, thank God we ended up surviving. But bro, it was like, the craziest. I just remember leaving, like, bro, this man, he doesn't care about me, bro. He is not. I mean, Cliff, the fact that no, did anybody transfer after that? Like, I can't imagine Cliff Alexander handled that very well. <laughs> hey, everybody struggled with that one, bro, especially him. Jamari. Jamari was, uh, well, he, he struggled big time. Now, y'all need to ask him about that. He, he got What's caught. Wait, what did you say? You cut out there. Okay, he got called a lot of names. I know. Well, let's. I guess let's stick on the topic of boot camp because you also we also discussed about your senior year boot camp. Um, so I guess talk about that compared to your freshman year boot camp. Um, you know, it's all each one of them is tough, but you know you kind of get used to, you know what to expect, and you get by. So my senior year, you know, I'm feeling kind of arrogant i'm like okay this is my senior year boom yeah. breeze for me i kind of already know what's gonna happen what to do uh in the first day i probably didn't prepare as well as i should have like got in shape as good as i should have so the first the first day of boot camp like we're looking and like we're not talking because we're tired nobody can communicate with each other like guys are being lazy. I I'm ended up I'm sprinting doing the drills, and next thing I know, I just feel like I just got thrown up. Like my first time ever. Like so, I just ran to the trash can, and I'm throwing up in the trash can. Year four boot camp, never throw another one. Uh, and Coach Selwyn was like, at the end, this is embarrassing. I can't believe that y'all even like come like this. You had no intensity. He was like, come back again at five p.m. And we were all like, what? Like, no boot camps in one day? Crazy. That was the first time ever. Oh, my God. I've heard about it, but I, that was the first time we had ever did that. So we had two boot camps in one day. My first you were senior year. You were probably at the Hawk the night before your senior year boot camp. Like, you were just like, this is going to be easy. It's going to be nothing. And To be honest, I probably was somewhere else. <laughs> or either Saturday, probably went out and did, it was a rest day. It ended up not playing as I thought it was. So I'm thinking of back to that that story you told about like the Marines and, and Cliff Alexander and stuff, and it, it hit me that Spee would have been there, right? That was Spee's first year. You guys came in together. Spee, 
So Speed might have been like 16 years old, right? Yeah. Wasn't he crazy young? Like how we, I think that was some feedback I got from some people that listened to this pod. They were like, we got to hear more about like Devonte and Speed's relationship. So I think that's a good place to start. Like, how do how do you think Spee handled the transition from you know he comes to KU, young kid, younger than everybody, mm-hmm. uh, and you guys just kind of became like best friends. And your story over your career was obviously just very entertaining. You know, there's stories there, but just talk about your relationship with Spee um, throughout your time at KU. I mean, obviously everybody know we got one. Like that would be my guy. Fix some years at KU just because. Oh, uh, but yeah, when he first got there, bro, he didn't know English. Like <laughs> he knew probably like a day three words. Like I'm going to the, that's all he was. I'm going to the gym. I was like, wow, let's go out tonight. Let's hang out with the guys. Like, you know what I'm saying? Let's try to bond with the older guy. You know, I'm going to the gym. He would go put up shots every night. This is a true fact. He would go to the gym and put up a thousand shots every single night. Like I had never seen like quite like that at our age like he was 16 16 or 17 but all he knew was gym uh but i know that transition for him was probably i can't probably like i couldn't imagine going to another country and not know the language and camp the first thing i gotta go and do but uh nah bro that's like my brother like we can we can go months without talking and it's like we never we never missed a beat like i was just off with him the other day yeah he uh he we got to get him on the pod because i i mean obviously he has uh he seems like a funny dude um i don't know b turn i know there were stories you wanted to bring up about Spear. are you gonna are you gonna ask Devonte about that one um yeah so i know we talked about the black friday story which is something you put on your um social media at once and then you talked about his little obsession with candy so Touch on any of those or just any stories you can think of just because your guys' relationship was so great. Uh, well, his first obsession ever, um, I don't know if they have, if they had pizza or not in Ukraine or it or wasn't allowed to eat pizza or what, but all he ate was pizza when he first got to school. He had literally, I think like, uh, a five foot stack of behind his floor like from him just eating pizza every day he would just put the put the empty boxing back behind his door uh but I, you can't just eat pizza every day bro like you what is more out there like he was like well i get hamburger pizza pizza and hamburger switch it up each day and then yeah i don't his candy obsession was was crazy like I know it, he had probably at least four teeth falling out while But so, they were probably, were they telling him to like, I mean, they probably wanted him to get bigger. So he's probably sitting there like, okay, candy, pizza, this is how you get big. <laughs> like, I'm doing it right. No, I think he just, he found something that he liked. And he just a creature of habit, I guess. So he just stick with what he know. Like, he's not going to go try none. Maybe now, though, but. Back then, he was definitely just on that same, same, same regimen. I love it. So, all right. So, obviously, you you don't transfer. Thank God. We we know we went through your whole career last time about how good of a decision you made to stay. Um, 
man, we we were talking, me and Beecher were talking a little bit. We never really got into kind of the Big 12 streak in that storyline while you were there because you were a big part of that. You were right in the middle, actually, I guess kind of near the end. But, you know, like 2015, people were – it became a popular thing. Every year KU started off – if they didn't start off hot in the Big 12, it was all, oh, this is the year the streak ends. I remember – 2015, I think 2018, Seth Davis from CBS or whatever was like, I, I, this is the year the Kansas isn't winning the Big 12. It, it's not happening this year. And and every year you found a way um, in 2018, I think was the one where you guys probably had to overcome the most. But how much did you guys, I mean, how much pride did you take in not being the team that lost that streak um, throughout your time at KU? Um. A bunch of a bunch of pride, man. Uh, that was all it was, you know. That's all. Like Coach Self, Coach Self really wouldn't talk to us about it. Um, you guys can't lose it. You guys, da, 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 you know, he would bring up because obviously he had in the media and stuff like that. So he would, he would be like, "I know you guys are seeing it in the media." He was like, "Let's not focus on the street." Like to be honest, he would act like he didn't care about the street, which everybody a lot, but. I think that was his way of kind of like calming us down and making us feel like, you know, it's not all on our shoulders, but uh, as the, as the players and as a team, like we all would always come together. Like there's no way like we going to be that team that lose the streak. And I think my senior year was definitely one of the toughest uh, losing at home, like back to back. Uh, I think what, I mean, definitely went, it got in the media when I had did some interview laughing at the reporters uh, asking me, do you think this is going to be the team that loses it? And it was just, it was just a real disrespectful to the point where, cause it's like, bro, we done did it 13 years in a row. So it's like, how many, I mean, how many years do we have to do it for us, for y'all to be like, okay, well, Kansas is going to keep winning it. But uh, when we ended up winning it my senior year, I just, uh, it was a lot of relief, and I knew me. I knew who was gonna who was gonna do it. I said it at the interview. So, <laughs> yeah, I think that was the one one of the games that really sticks out to me from senior year was the game in Lubbock uh, against Texas Tech, where you were just insane down the stretch. Um, somehow made a shot in the lane. I think it went off the backboard, spun around the rim, goes in. So, I guess how how much does that game stick with you um, now? Uh. It's always gonna stick with me, bro. You know, when you you clinch, um, and people didn't think you were gonna do it. Uh, it's just overcoming. You know, like okay, now what? Like, cause we did it. So now, what y'all got to say? It, it was a whole bunch of people that was, you know, counting us out. Obviously, not KU fans. KU fans always go, you know, rock with the team and stuff like that. So uh, just yeah. that. Performance and, and my teammates and how we prepared for that game. Um, it was everybody was super locked in. The environment was crazy, and yeah. came out and we and we did what we were supposed to do. So yeah, we. I guess speaking of like crazy atmospheres, then I know everyone talks about Lubbock not being on Allen Fieldhouse level, but one of the best um, atmospheres in the country. How would you compare a Lubbock compared to like Manhattan when they're playing against KU? I always, I always say to my, uh, I think, I think you got to go K State 
Uh, and then it's like West Virginia, Iowa State are definitely. Yeah. While I was like number two and then, but K State is only good when we play there. So I, I, I don't really count that. Like, I get pissed the crap. Uh, no disrespect, but disrespect. Because <laughs> if you if I'm watching the game and they playing Baylor, it's like I can see the emptiness in the arena. So they kind of, you know what I'm saying? Like, Iowa State is always consistent. Um, so I can say the same about Lubbock, but West Virginia, West Virginia was a very, very tough place to put. I think all I think I want once there. Yeah, I think that's another another wild game from senior was that game in Morgantown where it felt like you guys just couldn't cut the deficit and then you and Svee kind of took over. And that was kind of the um, birth of Grandma Graham uh, behind the bench showing the jersey. So, yeah, that game that game was legendary. I, that, so that was your only win in Morgantown, I guess. And then, yeah, I, I guess your grandma was going crazy. So that was a special moment in Morgantown. And mom, shout out grandma. She still called herself literally that. She called herself. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I love it. She was she playing a legend. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, we, I mean, we we get a grandma, a funny story about grandma. So I'm I'm ducking and dodging my family because they, they come out. It's like 20 of them. So I'm telling them to go to go to Brothers, the bar. Yeah. Our teammates, we went to the cave. Oh my God! We the cave. <laughs> we had just left brothers, went to the cave. So my family come. It's a long line. It's a long line at brothers. My grandma goes to the front. He tells the guy like, "I'm looking for, I'm looking for Devante." He like Devante, Devante who? It's like Devante Graham. And she was like, and he was like, "Oh, you his grandma? Oh, come on, come on in, come on in, skip out." Who you with? And they, they just let my grandma and all my family get all the line and go into the to run. And I'm mean, not there. I wasn't there. <laughs> like, where you at? I was like, I just got to eight. I swear, with ten minutes, my whole family had somehow got to from brothers to the cave through that line as well without <laughs> get them just from my grandma's name. Like my grandma, was, I mean, I was out there. You got to be. Nobody's say to saying no to grandma. Like she ran that city, I'm sure. Like it's her, Bill Self, and that's about it. Like those are the guy, the people running Lawrence. Um, I was getting loved during that time for real. That's amazing. Uh, so you, we talked about you know like the the road games and and uh, at Tech and at K State, and we talked home games last time. Alan Fieldhouse, you seemed like a guy that really thrived on kind of like hitting that shot that silenced crowds like that. I felt like you, you lived for that moment. Was that something, is that something you've always had, like even in high school or over time throughout your time at Kansas did that? Cause you guys get a lot of hate. You're, you're Kansas. You, you go on the road. You're everyone's biggest target. Like did that become something you just like almost looked forward to more than, than even playing at Allen Fieldhouse? Uh, I think, I think, Rolo is, I wouldn't say a lot more fun than playing at Allen Fieldhouse because once we get up that mode and the crowd things be going crazy, there's nothing like it. But I just know, like, when you got everybody against you, and like you say, you're making those big-time shots, you're making those big-time plays, 
the right passes and like, you know, shutting the crowd up. I think that's a lot or I think editor, that's a lot more fun. We expect the win when we out of field out. Uh Coach Self actually getting mad when we uh have to make the crowd like go crazy just for us to play. Like he was like <laughs> You guys be pumped up just to be in here. You shouldn't have to have the crowd go crazy. You know, stuff like that. So, which is understandable. But, yeah, I think it's more, it's, it's, it's a little bit more fun doing it on that. Yeah. For sure. Hey, let's let's take a quick break and we'll come back and talk. Who knows? We'll get to something else. We'll be right back. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. All right, we're back. So, all right, we've talked a lot about your time in Kansas and B-Turn if you have. Yeah, let's go Let's go one more thing. Just because, Devontae, like, it's no secret how much you love KU. It's no secret how much the fans love you, too. So, I just, I've always wondered with you, like, when did you first realize how special of a place KU was? I feel like everyone knows how great KU is, but until you get there, you don't truly know. So, like, what are some moments that truly made you realize how special Lawrence and KU is? Um, I mean, I think we just first get there, and to be honest, like, obviously, when you're a recruit and you're going on these visits, um, like you say, it's hard to determine, like, okay, well, because everybody is telling you kind of the same spiel, you know, family-oriented, and we'd love to have you, and you'll fit well, and this and that, a third, but, like, you can kind of feel it when you, as soon as you step on campus, um, and you do your first, whenever we do camp, or or if the little kids come in and they already know who you are, and they already got your pictures and your uh, cards for you to sign and stuff like that with your face on it and stuff like that. Um, and I think 
what was it? Um, I would say when I knew it was special, special. That's a hard one, bro. That's a that's a hard question. Tough question, Beecher. I feel like everything about it was special from the from the start. Like it wasn't just one specific thing. Like, I mean, meeting Coach up in the family to being with the fans and interacting with with people uh, on the streets. I had a grown man cry one day when he met me. I was like, oh man, these fans are are so like this is like a 40, 50 year old man crying just because he's meeting me and I'm like, he's like, yo, can we take a picture? I'm like, yeah. It's like, okay, this place means a lot to is is more than what what I know. So it's like put your yeah, your thumbprint on one thing. Yeah, I don't I don't know how much you get on Twitter these days, but we tweeted out the episode and all that stuff and the feedback was just incredible. Like the replies, just people posting pictures that you took with their kids or taking time out um, just to have even a conversation with the kid. And there's a ton of pictures and videos, but I didn't know, was there ever a moment where you sat back in, or a specific moment, I guess, where you sat back and were like, damn, these fans like truly love me and embrace me? Um, not necessarily. I remember, I remember at the senior night, I remember crying because I was going to miss it. Like, mm-hmm. uh, at the time, my girlfriend, I had, after the, after the senior night game, I had drove her house. And before I had got out, man, I just was like reflecting on like all my time at KU and never being able to play in the outfield house again and running out the tunnel and the fans. And I was like literally sitting in the car crying before I had went in the house. Uh, but it was like a, it was like a good feeling. It was like a happy cry. Like, you know, I, I, I actually came here and made a mark and an impact uh, at this school. And it was, it was special. So, well, yeah, I guess let's get into, I guess, senior night just for a little bit. I know we might've talked about it last episode, but obviously, like you said, it was super emotional. And everyone knew you and Bill had a great relationship. Like Bill was obsessed with you when he's when he really loves a player, he loves him. Um, but I think that night really showed people how close you guys were, how much you cared about him, and how he cared about you. So, can you kind of touch just on your relationship with him and how much he means to you? Oh uh, yeah, man, me and so like we was rocking from day one. Uh, obviously, he. He's a tough guy to be around, to be coached, like, certain people. And you got to, you know, be mentally strong to be able to, to play at KU and be coached. I mean, all the coaches, really. Um, but, like, our relationship was, and, and like like you said, you see it in the senior speech when I started crying, y'all, y'all don't want to start crying up here. <laughs> That's the whole uh, goal. <laughs> Oh man, he was like a father figure. You feel me? Like he taught me so much. Like I said, he made me the leader of him today. He made me like I was already outgoing, but he made me realize, you know, like everything's everything is is bigger than you. Like Kansas is is it goes way beyond just you being here and playing or like you learn different lessons from being here, the way you treat people, uh the way you work, uh, just being on time, 
it goes a long way with once you leave here, you're gonna have to get a job or you're gonna have to you will go to the NBA and if you're late you get cut. I'm you're late, all you gotta do is run to suicide. So it's like different I was like, you know, saying that he just teach you. Um and just the way he 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 like made you feel like a part of his family and like I said, like a son, man, it's like you raised me. So Yeah. Love. So, right. Sorry, I've asked like eight questions in a row, and we'll, I want to ask this, and then yeah, we get, <laughs> and then we get, and then we get into the NBA stuff. And this might be a tough question to answer again, but why? Like, what do you think makes Bill so good at developing point guards? I know, obviously, you got Frank, um, Tyshawn, Sharon, Devon Dodson. Like, what does he do? Like, does he? press certain buttons i know people players always talk about how bill can get guys to do certain things i know he can say shit to piss you off and getting fired up and motivated so what makes him so good at developing players um i think is one he obviously knows what he's doing how you say it. he will go on two i think it's the offense and kind of the, the style they play you know when i was there it was a lot of pick and roll so like in practice and and the games is is identical. Like we're going through all this pick and roll stuff, different reads, coming off, making different passes. Um, you know what I'm saying? Running if you make the wrong pass, like you know what I'm saying? Because watching a lot of film too, we watched so much film. I we had to be one of the number one teams that watched film. It was like especially bad film, bad day. Yeah. Oh my. Uh, even practice, like we watch practice film, and like he is so mad at film that we would go into the everybody can go. <laughs> we would leave film straight to the line and just start running. So it was like I learn. Yeah, you gotta learn. If you don't learn, you that's just all. <laughs> I'm I'm picturing Bill Self making a full tape of Brandon Green playing defense. <laughs> BG, what are you doing? Sometimes, sometimes single people without like. <laughs> I just I remember during COVID when like things were shut down and Bill did that that series where he would sit down and watch film and like comment on it as he was going like old classic KU games and I remember just being so mind blown at the little things he noticed. Like obviously we're not gonna see as much as Bill Self. He's he's an in, like one of the best basketball minds out there, but. I really could not believe, and I can't imagine being a player that, you know, just a little tiny mistake off the ball that nobody's paying attention to, Bill was pointing out. Like, was that constantly? Is that, I, that's got to be part of the reason everyone just buys in and, and gets so good under him is because that's always got to be in the back of your mind. Like, ah, even this little mistake, Bill's going to call me on it. Like, not, like, he, one thing he would always tell us, he was like, you can't get away with anything. Like in practice, and if you do get away with it on the, in the game, I'm gonna see it on film. So it's like, for practice, he's staying like in half court, and he's watching. And even though the ball is on this side of the court, and everybody's watching this, he's he can see what's going on on both sides, all ten players at the same time. So when the play hands, he's telling he's telling us who messed up on offense and who messed up on the whole other side on defense. So it's like. Like most people can only watch one half of the court, which is where the ball is at. And like his mind is just 
is built different to where you can see all 10 players at the same time. So it's like, it's great. And it's always, it's always blown my mind. And even, I can't remember who we were talking to this about B-Turn, but like Norm Roberts stepped in for Bill when Bill had his, his, his health issue this March. And Norm was obviously great. Everybody loves Norm Roberts. He's, I mean, nobody's got a bad thing to say about Norm, but it just even felt like, like how, and this is not a good quote. You're not going to know the answer to this, but like the fact that how does Bill get so locked in and get so much different buy-in from guys? Not that those guys weren't bought into Norm, but like, did you just sense like were the other coaches like that, or did Bill just kind of have like another level above them where he was way more locked in, or did they all notice those little things? Um, I mean, they probably all do. I would say so, but obviously they're not the ones. As, as, as a culture, you know what I'm saying. I'm that's that's why they that's why he got them on staff because I know for a fact that they all like I've seen the work that they all be putting in and they all they be in film before we be in film. So I know for a fact that they all got that same, you know what I'm saying, instinct. Right, as as a bigger magnitude as Coach Self does, but they all got it for sure. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Honestly, we I feel like we never talk about the assistants much, um, right? The players. So I know, like Coach T, for example, that feels like a guy that every every senior night, everyone, every player is like, Coach T is the funniest guy ever. Coach T needs his own reality TV show or something. So I guess can you touch any relationship, maybe even with him or some of the other assistants? Uh, yeah, Coach T is one of the funniest guys out, man. Like. He's one of the, he's like the class clown of the coaches. So, like, it's like even if somebody's in trouble, like, he's over here making a joke about it. <laughs> and then uh, it's like he just, he just, he's just never, he's sometimes serious, but when he's serious, it's kind of, you be like, hold on, wait, okay, you're serious now, let me lock in. But yeah. he's always joking so much. Uh, Coach Rob, you don't want to see Coach Rob angry. I tell you that, Coach Rob is is one of the funny guys too. But he uh he's more of the laid back. But when he gets angry, like it's like when you when your mom call your full name, it's like one of those. But uh, Coach Q, everybody know Coach Q, one of the one of the most kind, gentle guys out there. Man, he he says quotes. He still, I think he's been sending me positivity quotes since I left Kansas. He, One at yeah. like 4 a.m.? No, no, no. He's working out. But like 7, 7 a.m. He said me, my mom, and my grandma, we, they got us in a group chat and he does us like the positivity quotes and stuff like that to this day, bro. Like every every Monday. It's, it, it's, 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 it's crazy. I've never seen that guy angry. Like never seen that guy say a negative thing. Like I know people talk positivity all the time, but nobody can say they're more positive. You might be just as positive, but there's nobody on planet Earth more yeah. positive than that guy. It's, it's just not easy. I haven't I I haven't met him. <laughs> so so let's uh we got one more break here and then we're gonna wrap up. I wanna talk about like your your MBA and what, what you're up to now and, and all that. So we'll be right back here. You're listening to KC Sports Network. We'll be right back after this. When you need 
need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. All right. So this was definitely a part we wanted to get into last time. and just did not have time. But I think this is part of what makes your story. I mean, your KU story is amazing. But what's happened since you left KU is also amazing. Because I don't know. I mean, maybe... Maybe you did, but to me, like when you were in high school, probably your junior, senior year, maybe even freshman year at KU, was was doing what you've been able to do in the NBA um, something that you, I mean, obviously that's a goal, but like did you ever see yourself getting to to this level of success in the NBA, making you know the money you've made in the NBA and the impact you've made? Like is that something that even almost you've surprised yourself with? Well, uh, definitely. I feel like it's kind of been like that for every step of, you know, whatever career I'm at, whatever segment of my life I've been at, you know what I'm saying, whether it was high school uh, and then college, obviously, you know, I didn't expect to have the career I had in Kansas. Um, but I remember one day, like, I was kind of getting complacent because I was in Kansas and, you know, I was hooping. It was my sophomore year. And it was out of the year, and I remember, like, my uh, my sister, dad, and my stepfather was like, he was like, so I'm, gonna, I'm just going to be content with, you know, okay, you made it. Everybody loves you at Kansas. You know, people in North Carolina, you know, everybody ain't hyped that you're playing good. You know, are you just going to be another guy who went to college and didn't do nothing afterwards? Or, like, are you going to actually try to, you know, make something special out of this? Because, obviously, you – see the hype, people, NBA talking, and blah, blah, blah. It's like, so you really could do it. So I think that was one thing that kind of stuck with me, like, all right, maybe, you know, I, I really can do this, and I shouldn't be getting complacent and keep working and just keep grinding, put my head down, and let's see what happens. So I think that's kind of in my mindset, especially when I got to the NBA, like, okay, now you're here. You know, did your, your rookie year and got that under your belly. You know what it's like. All right, Kimba's leaving. All right, let's see what can happen. So, yeah, and that's sophomore year came and kind of went the same route and cool band and so see what happens. Yeah, so that's that's definitely something we've wanted to talk about is your second year there in Charlotte and it was wild. Um, I it was like a nightly thing on Twitter with KU fans where Devontae's just hitting big shots. I remember your game in the Garden. Um, so yeah, just talking about that year and how much fun you had. And then we have to talk about Eric Collins, the Hornets announcer, which that was, we just loved him. He's in the yeah. football games, just screaming, Devontae, going nuts. Uh, so yeah, talk about your second year in the league, how much fun that was. And then did you guys ever discuss him at all, Eric Collins? Uh, I mean, obviously my family and people around me, but nah, he was always great, always, you know, fun and excited to be around when I even go back now with different teams and stuff like that you know it's always good to see him and he 
when he be talking on a game, my mom and him told me they always have nothing but good things to say about me. So shout out to him. Uh, but no, nah, my second year was fun, man. It was it was a good time. It. I remember. What was it? I was coming off the bench at in the, like the first fifteen games of the season. Um, and my my PD coach at the time, my player development coach, his name was Nate, uh, Nate Mitchell. And he used to always tell me, they used to be like, he used to be like, yo, you, you got a similar game to Dame Little. Like, you could play like Dame. Like, in this offense, you could do this, this, that, the third. So it would be times where I'm bringing the ball over the, over the uh, half court line, and he would pause the clip. It's like, it's like, one or two steps over half court line. He's like, "Are you open?" And I'm looking at him like, "Yeah, yeah." Who's thinking somebody? I ain't. I'm not Steph or, or you know what I'm saying. Trey Young shooting from half court every time across the court, so nobody's guarding me at the half court line. But he was like, "Well, shoot it." I'm thinking. I'm like, I'm like either he trying to sabotage me or <laughs> or it, it, he really want me to ball like. I'm like, but I said to him, bro, you trying to have me on the bench. Like, no way I'm pull, coming over half court pulling. But it started to get to the point where I would have to actually like take some of those shots late at the clock, and I would come off the screen, I'd be open, and I was shooting, and I was knocking them down. So then they kind of like gave me that confidence and started playing a little more freely. And that's really what it was all about. My second year was playing with confidence, uh, being able to get those minutes, uh, staying healthy, and yeah. It was it was definitely obviously my best year as a yeah. pro. Yeah, and so what I love about it is it led to, you know, I think you've talked about this before. Your mom, your mom was fourteen when she had you. Is that right? Yeah. And so, like, you get to the NBA. Obviously, that's a huge accomplishment in itself. But what I love about it is because of that year in Charlotte, you end up getting a a fat contract. I don't even know the exact numbers, but uh a lot of money and really money that you know can truly set up like not only you really well for the rest of your life but also your family your mom your sister your grandma like you set up them for financial success for the rest of of their lives so like was there a uh was it during that year in Charlotte where you kind of you know I'm sure you're talking to your agent and stuff but like when did it start to occur to you like whoa, like I can take this from already being pretty financially stable to, wow, this could turn into like generational type contract that will set us up for a long, long time. Uh, I mean, obviously under that year, after that year, numbers that I had and, uh, you know, going to the uh, rookie versus sophomore game and stuff like that, uh, then COVID had happened. Uh, uh, so then at the beginning of my junior year, I was, my contract year coming up, it was like, okay, well, you know, you just got to have a solid year this year. You know what I'm saying? No major injuries, which I, that's not really what in my mind, but like, that's just now thinking back, like that's really what it was. Like, just have a solid year. You know what I'm saying? High average double digit points, you know, whatever, how many of assists, five plus assists, and, you know, here you get However much, so uh, that's really what it was, and you know, this you thank God for you know, because I've seen people who go out today contract and contract get heard and not be able to get paid, and so it's just a whole bunch of stuff with that. 
it was definitely, you know, thank God for, yeah. for, yeah. for that. I mean, that whole, like, just looking back still, looking, that whole year was just wild. I, it was such a huge topic within KU, um, just within KU fans. Like, you're looking at stats every night, and you see Devontae near the top of assists, like, three-pointers. Um, you end up making the three-point contest, obviously. But did you did you shock yourself that year? I know you, I, I know you knew you had to have a pretty solid year, like you just said, but did you kind of shock yourself with that big of a year? A sophomore year? Yeah. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Because <laughs> I was expecting, you know, to come off the bench. Uh, and then a couple guys got hurt, and then I ended up starting. And then I was averaging like 20 my first four or five starts. And the next thing you know, I just started the rest of the season. And, like, I think it was that blue point I was average. I was shooting at least 12 threes a game. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's, I mean, we're, that's, we're, were you even doing that in high school? Like, oh, that <laughs> wasn't even shooting the ball like that. Like, people used to have to tell me to shoot the ball in high school. That's that's the crazy part about it. Like, if you could hear some of the stories that people used to tell me, like, yeah, you, know, you would not shoot the ball until like my year, senior year. That's really when I started kind of like trying to be a scorer. I used to always want to be a point guard, point guard. But yeah, nowadays you can tell you obviously you know every point guard is. Uh, a tool car right now. Yeah. So Ready. Um, I mentioned the three-point contest, and obviously All-Star Weekend, um, it's pretty, like, relaxed, free weekend. Everyone's chilling, having fun. Um, I guess is that the case? Was that the case for you going into the three-point contest? And then you were in the Rising Stars game too, right? So going into those, was there any nerves at all, or are you just loose and free? Did you see me in a three-point contest? I was nervous. Actually, <laughs> That's the I actually watched it with Chris. I watched it with Chris. Huh? I watched it with Chris at Johnny's, like the Johnny was, South, and he had money on you winning the three-point contest. What did they call my name? Was standing up. My whole body just started shaking. I was like, oh, God, but what the end? It did I put my hands on the ball, and I think my first shot was the air ball. I'm like, <laughs> one of them hit the side on the backboard, but... It was cool. It was great, bro. That was a great experience. I'm not going to lie, but I was so nervous. Like, it was just me on the court in front of the whole gym. Like, that's different than 10 people being on the court in front of the You know, nervous. But, no, nah, All-Star Weekend was a blast. We family had fun, all the events. You know what I'm saying? Like, they had Jordan events and stuff like that for the Jordan players where all of us go and hang out and chill. It was, it was a smooth weekend. Breakfast stuff. So, it was, it was top obviously that yeah that was going to be my other question about charlotte is obviously you grew up in um north carolina you'd like you and c growing up did you have many interactions with michael and charlotte no oh yeah yeah, yeah. i thought you were saying growing up <laughs> i was like no i ain't growing <laughs> it's charlotte for so i mean, uh my first interaction with him obviously he's in the room and open we draft and stuff like that but i'm not thinking that Mike is gonna know who I am. You know what I'm saying? I'm thinking he just over the team, and you know you might see him once in a while. I walk into the gym, and as I'm turning a corner, I see him, and I think that's the only time I've ever been starstruck. Like I'm just seeing LeBron and all these other players and all, you know what I'm saying? Actresses and actors, and 
I seen MJ and I was just like, whoa, this be MJ like, it's crazy. And he was like, what up, Devontae? And I was like, oh, and he know my name. <laughs> Ask me how much, how much for him for me to get a haircut, because y'all know I had to. Uh, yeah. But how much <laughs> It cost you to, to cut your hair. Should have told him a couple million. I gave to me. But, yeah. That's the funny thing about Mike. I feel like he's always been a straight up honest dude and will just say whatever to anyone. And he still wears like the baggy jeans. He's never changed. It's so funny to me. Mm-hmm. You'll be yourself for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so to kind of, to kind of finish this all up, we, uh, we were actually talking earlier, and I'm, we, we asked Keith Langford about this. Well, we asked him a variation of this. We asked him who he thought would be potentially the next Kansas head coach. That's not what I'm asking you. What I'm asking you is, like, if when you your NBA career is over and, and you've got the rest of your life ahead of you, are you someone that views yourself going the coaching route? Because that's kind of what, you know, Keith Langford was thinking for himself. But you obviously, I could see you on, like, NBA TNT with, you know, Shaq and Charles and having a segment there. Like, I mean, your personality puts you in a spot where you can do that type of stuff. Have you even started thinking about, you know, 10, 15, 20, I don't know, years down the road when you. I've thought about both of actually. Uh, yeah. I know I wouldn't want to coach in the NBA. I don't think I would want to coach in the NBA, be coach in the NBA, but definitely like more like college high school, younger, younger guys. I don't know about college now that all these guys are getting paid here, so it's kind of like the NBA. I don't know. Well, <laughs> these people, they, they think, they don't think right. But uh, I could be on TV for so, man. You know me. I'll be on, I might come on. I don't know. Y'all might be that blue up big time. I might, y'all might need that. <laughs> there you go. Oh. Third host, that's what we need. In um, 15 years, we'll wait. We, uh, I wanted to talk about something special um, that happens every year, and you'll, I think this will be the next time KU fans will get to see you, or one of the next times, um, is round ball. And just talking about the cause, um, I was with Brian Haney the other night, just talking about how the cause is so amazing. Like, I've literally, I've shed tears there with the kids. I remember the year when they talked about Ben McElmore's brother passing away, so that was like a super emotional night. So can you touch on round ball um, and just talk about the cause and where it's going to be and I guess how fans can find you? Uh, round ball, one of my favorite events, man. Brock, he literally, a video this morning, he was, uh, I guess he was at the airport and one of the girls, uh, she's not in round ball, but uh, she's like a huge KU fan. Her name is Amanda. Uh, she's a huge fan of, of me personally and of KU. Uh, and it's like, she's been, her and mother's been showing me love. Every time I see him when I was in school, I used to go up and hug him at the games, at the women's game. Uh, so they come and support round ball. And, uh, but this is a special time and event, you know, to raise money um, for these families. Uh, and I'll definitely be there. I've always, I literally move whatever is going on so that I could, uh, come there and brian he always takes care of me and you know make sure that that i can make it uh it's fun it it, it keeps you you know kind of grounded and level because you you know people always we always think we're going through some major in our life when in reality it's really not that big um compared to what 
some of these kids and some of these families be going to, man. So it'd be, especially man, just me being there and a kid being able to, you know, smile and, and give me a hug, you know, it just makes you feel good about yourself and, and uh, yeah. just do that for somebody. Yeah. So I want to, I want to tell people how they can um, get tickets and be able to go and see the former players. So you can get tickets at 23rd street, um, brewery in Lawrence. You can get them at the Johnny's in Topeka off Fairlawn and Jefferson's um, Jefferson's in Lenexa off 87th. And then you can get them at the Johnny's Tavern off K10 in Ridgeview and the Johnny's Tavern in power and light. So everyone get tickets, come see these former players for a great cause. We can see Svee versus Devante um Tyshawn Sharon other big names will be there I can't play <laughs> in the game this year I had surgery okay uh, if I had throat surgery three three and a half weeks ago so unfortunately I cannot play this year but I will be there yeah so come come see Devontae you guys get autographs take pictures um and it's such a great cause and there's gonna be a lot of great Jayhawks there um, so yeah, everyone go get tickets, pull up to round ball, support something great. Yeah. Brian Haney's awesome. He's such a good guy. Genuine. I mean, so we talked about coach, uh, God, I'm forgetting his last name. The most positive guy in the world. Q. Um, Q coach Q he's positive, but Brian Haney's like right up there with him. Like those two dudes, I can't imagine those two dudes in a room together, just like having a, just saying positive things all day like those two just never say a negative thing so yeah support brian haney that's a good dude dude loves ku and what he's doing there is really cool so all right well this was good we i think we got everything else we wanted from the first one that we we weren't able to get in so i mean unless you want to talk jersey retirement but we can touch on that someday i know you're going to get your jersey retired someday at allen so I think that'll be a super emotional night. Um, I don't know if it'll compare to senior night where you're bawling your eyes out because you love Bill Self and KU fans so much. But I guess I don't know what we can say, but that's going to be an awesome, um, awesome day, the day your name goes up in the rafters next to some legends. For sure. It'll be definitely a very special night. For sure. Love it. Well, all right, man. We we appreciate it so much for coming on. We know the fans loved this. They wanted to hear from you. They've been asking for years now. So we made it happen. Shout out Ooh. to the legend Cardizi, um, the fourth member ain't no seats. And uh yeah, good luck with everything coming up. Um, get healthy and keep killing in the league. Appreciate you, brothers. Y'all boys oh. meet. Rock Chow. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard and think others would as well. You can find all six of our channels at KCSN. Covering the Chiefs, the Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current. Plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou. By searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. 
But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.